Earlier in my career, I fell victim to getting too much input from too many people. This led to a lot of misleading advice. During that process, I discovered certain thought patterns that I was programmed to believe were true, which in fact turned out to be false and limiting. I had some unlearning to do. Would you like to know some of the misleading advice I was given? In this episode, I discussed just that. In fact, some of the misleading advice turned out to be a blessing. It actually helped me develop the ability to filter input I receive from many different sources. It also forced me to, to adopt new habits that began the process of transforming myself from where and what I was to where and what I desired to be. Imagine if the same could be true for you. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv, and today I want to talk about misleading advice. See, years ago, I sensed something, something big was missing in my life, but I couldn't define exactly what that something was. All I knew is I was tired of being on an endless treadmill. I was tired of struggling every day to make things work, and I was tired of everything feeling like it was just so difficult. I was told there was a better way, but I didn't believe it. I didn't see how changing me could change everything. God knows I wanted that to be true. I wanted there must be a better way to be true, but I was still uncertain that it actually was. See, earlier in my career, I would often spend my days looking for a quick fix, almost like a magic bullet. I believed if I just had another new client or I could extinguish the current fire of the day, all my problems would be solved and tomorrow would be different, except it never was. See, at the end of every long week, I would often wonder, like, what just happened? I knew. I worked my butt off. I mean, that was never in question. I, I knew I was my work ethic was, was amazing, but I wasn't sure what I actually accomplished, and I couldn't figure out how I succeeded and why I sometimes struggled. And if hard work could define success, why did I not feel successful? What I do know is this. I was given some misleading advice along the way, and I had some unlearning to do. In my first book, There Must Be a Better Way, I document my life in the trenches, right? Learning how to make internal mental shifts day after day and having to shed some of the misleading advice and relearn what worked to replace it. During my search for something better, I discovered a couple things. I discovered certain thought patterns I was programmed to believe were true, which in fact turned out to be false and in many cases limiting. I want to share with you that misleading advice uh, along with a couple simple habits that I began to adopt that started the process of transforming myself from where and what I was to where and what I desire to be and where I am today. Applying these habits have been a game changer for me and also for the hundreds of other people I've shared them with. It's my hope that today they will have a significant impact on you as they did me. All right, so let's get started. Let's talk about the misleading advice the first piece of misleading advice I got, which was manage your time better. I mean, like, 
Has anyone ever told you you need to manage your time better? I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, my parents and my high school teachers used to tell me that all the time. In fact, my, my boss at my first job right, said the same thing. Seriously, how is that advice helpful? You need to work on your time management skills. What does that exactly mean? Note to self, time itself cannot be managed. What can be managed is how we use our time. See, earlier in my career, I was given a lot of misleading advice about time. First, I was taught to pack my calendar with meeting after meeting. It was as if being busy was some like status symbol. The problem is that this addiction to busyness rarely means that we're effective or accomplishing anything of merit. Plus, it always leads to stress. I was also told that multitasking was like the secret to getting more done, like with some kind of secret code I was like given. This is not always true. Here's what I learned. It takes twice as long to finish something when you multitask as opposed to completing the same task one at a time. Additionally, the work is prone to errors from a lack of concentration. See, people from everywhere will often complain about a lack of time when their lack of focus is the real culprit. You can't blindly rush into work on a Monday, spend your week spinning a thousand different plates, and expect to have a significant impact. Yet, that is how most people spend their week. So here's the truth. We are all given the same 168 hours a week to work with. Time doesn't favor the rich or the poor, the young or the old. Everyone is on a level playing field. There is nothing I or you can do to create more hours in a day, and nobody can save minutes from one day to spend on another. Instead of being told to manage my time better, I should have been taught how to prioritize. That's a skill many leaders don't teach. Try this. Plan your week before the week begins. Right? I call this practice having a weekly flight plan. It's an integral part of my Power Week, Power Life system, where I teach others how to create a rhythm and routine to get things done more efficiently so you free up time for yourself. I also teach others a process called the 4D filter, which is the process to identify your big rocks on high-impact tasks. Why? Because, like, we need, so many people need help prioritizing. So many people, like, have so much, so many things to do on their plate that just sorting the overflowing to-do list is a challenge in itself. If you like to learn how to get the right stuff done in less time, go to thepowerweeksystem.com to learn more. In the meantime, the next time someone tells you to manage your time better, I encourage you to adopt success habit number one, manage your focus, not your time. Focus, not time, is the difference between those who achieve sustainable success and those who don't. Okay, so misleading advice number two is get everyone's input. I mean, think about that. Get everyone's input, right? All advice is not created equal. See, we all get advice. Some of it is welcomed and some of it is unsolicited. Sometimes the advice we receive from others is exactly what we need and exactly at the right time. Conversely, we sometimes get advice that is vague and often misleading, which makes it even harder to achieve the results we desire. When life gets difficult, when we get thrown a lot of curveballs and tasked with a lot of things to do, many people spend their day looking for answers. Oftentimes, they're told to get everyone's input. Here's what they discover. Everyone has an opinion about something, right? right? Opinions are just that, 
opinions. Opinions are neither right or wrong. They're just someone's point of view. And an important leadership attribute is the ability to filter the input you get from multiple different sources. So the things that you need to filter are things like, does the person you're seeking advice from have relevant experience? Have they successfully navigated a similar dynamic? Is the advice you're getting actionable? Is it something you can act on or is it just food for thought? Has the advice seeded a new perspective that leads you closer to the answers you seek? See, one of the mistakes I see many leaders make is they spend too much time getting everyone's input. Sometimes people get so much input that the sheer weight of everyone's thoughts becomes paralyzing. You must become more discerning about the input and advice you receive. I believe in seeking guidance from those who have already have or know how to get what it is that you want. Seek advice from trusted, reliable, and relevant sources of information while remaining open to new perspectives. Choose your sources carefully. Here's a quick filter I apply when receiving advice. Is it relevant input or just some you know, tan- tangential input that kind of goes off and, and, and is not really pertinent to my situation? Is it input I need to act on today or is it input I need to act on tomorrow? Is it input that doesn't require any action, just food for thought? Or is it input that is opening my mind to new ideas and perspectives that I didn't already consider? See, it's not the input you receive that matters, but instead the filter you apply when making effective decisions. So the next time someone tells you to get everyone's input, I encourage you to adopt success habit number two. Filter the input you receive. All advice is not created equal. Okay, misleading advice number three. Work hard, work harder, do more, and run faster. I mean, more, more, more. Aren't you just tired of that talk track? I mean, more, more, more. It's like everybody's like, that's all they talk about is doing more. Sometimes it feels like whatever you're doing, it's just never enough. We're constantly being told to do more. Doing more, I will tell you, takes its toll right? Eventually, it's going to take its toll on you physically, mentally, and emotionally. So let me ask you this. Do you perform at your best when you're exhausted? I mean, I don't, and I got to bet that you don't either. So the advice I want to give you is to slow down, right? The secret to getting more done is to actually do less. The speed at which we all move these days gives life this really frantic quality. It creates almost like an anxious state of mind that keeps us from living in the moment. I mean, schedule pressures, commitments we we overcommit to, right? And technology advancements convince us that the world is spinning faster. It convinces we convince ourselves that we need to move faster, work harder, and do more just to keep up. This self-generated speed creates its own power momentum, which propels us to accept it as almost like the new normal. And I gotta tell you, that's a false belief right? See, I have a habit of studying athletes, right? I mean, I geek out over this, right? I read their books and I observe them closely on television during live events. I mean, we just got done going through the NFC, uh, the NFC and AFC uh, championship games. And, and I'm the one that kind of keeps the TVs on. Like after the game is won, I can't wait to hear the, the uh, conversations with the uh, star players after the game. And when I'm watching this, I almost see like a spiritual principle at work. See, when you're watching TV and you're watching a professional game, right, 
Professional athletes always seem to move in slow motion, yet we all know they're running faster and throwing the ball further than others. See, their actions look graceful on TV and almost effortless because as masters, they have eliminated unnecessary moves. When you listen to them after the game and how they explain their success, what do they do? The talk track is all the same. They highlight their preparation, they highlight their confidence, and their patience to to battle through adversity. Even when their backs are against the wall, they're calm and in control. They're not like frantic rushing back to the gym to do more or acting in desperation to beat the competition. In fact, the successful ones do the opposite. They slow down. They pause to reflect on what is working and what is not. Instead of trying to add two, two or three new steps, they look for ways to eliminate a couple steps, allowing them to streamline their efforts and become more effective. As business professionals, what do we do? We do the opposite, right? We think we can accomplish more by rushing through our day, adding more tasks to complete. I encourage you to consciously raise your awareness to the wasted effort that comes from succumbing to pressure and speed. And I want you to try this. Spend your energy eliminating unnecessary activity so you can focus your attention on what is truly important. So your energy level is important. In our rush to get everything done, we assume our energy is always flowing, that we have this like endless supply. To be effective, you have to learn how to refuel your energy level. That requires discipline, self-discipline. No one is going to refuel your energy but you. I personally look to, like I, one of my best practices is I reignite and restore my energy by, by exercise and taking timeouts daily. This is the time that when I take a timeout, this is the time I dedicate to kind of just reflect for a few minutes on just simply what is working and what isn't. Time that I consciously tune into and filter the input I receive from others. Right For me, like taking a time out is like this opportunity to center myself and seek clarity about an upcoming event or a situation I find myself entangled in. Sometimes like taking a walk, even if it's for like 15, 20 minutes, clears my head. And I got to tell you, something strange happens when I discipline myself to take a time out. What I thought was critical often is only like marginally important. Like what I thought was overwhelming, like after taking a time out, like also now I see the possibilities. See, by stepping back and everything has a way of almost like sorting itself out and falling into place. And I gotta tell you, like the old me didn't believe all this, right? The old me didn't believe in taking breaks. When I was younger, I used to think I was a machine. Like I used to believe that if I could power through and work eight to 10 hours straight, like, like especially when I was on a deadline, man, I could accomplish a lot. And what I learned, and, and I learned this the hard way, is that it's impossible for anyone to produce high quality work without giving our brains time to rest and recharge, right? Today, I no longer consider taking breaks as wasting time, right? In fact, I now take walks in the middle of the day or exercise just to reignite my creativity, which increases my productivity. And in fact, earlier today, I was having, like, I was trying to figure out my, this podcast. Like, what am I going to say? And I was just like, I was like having writer's block. I was having like a mental block in my head. And I just, like, the words like just weren't coming to me. I, I kind of drafted a, a few uh, versions. And like, I, I kind of turned on the mic and I started riffing. And it just wasn't flowing. So what did I do? At lunch, I went for a workout. 
I just like kind of got uh, reignited when my energy level got reignited and, and I came back and, and now I'm doing this podcast now, right? See, so the next time someone tells you to work harder, run faster and do more and just power through, I encourage you to adopt success habit number three, and that is recharge your energy. See, self-care is not an indulgence, but instead a way to refuel your energy for more productive work. All right. I got to run. I hope you have a great week. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, and what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity starting today to consciously shed some misleading advice you might have given and begin to relearn what works to replace it. See, the greater challenge in life is not the individual circumstances we find ourselves entangled in. Rather, it's our ability to raise our awareness and recognize that we have the power to manage and adjust our daily responses and the process of our own thinking. Developing the discipline to to manage your focus, not your time, to create filters for the the input you you, you receive from multiple different sources, and for holding yourself accountable to recharge your own energy is in fact the everyday habits that will move you closer to the life you desire or take you off the beaten path, making it harder to find your way. So you have a choice. Accept the status quo and stay unsatisfied, or begin to adopt new habits that will transform yourself into the role model you aspire to be. I invite you to experiment with these habits and witness the results for yourself. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.